from an undisclosed location high in Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, Blurf Yurts, the power of now, I hate my job, and very special guests, Victoria and Frank Jack Flam. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and good night. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the show, you can hear him drinking in the background. Mr. Jamie Flam is here. It's great to be here, being interrogated by you. Doesn't it feel like that? It is weird. We have a weird <laughs> setup up. right now. Yeah. Uh, Amber and Jamie are both very far away from me. And very close to each other. Yes. <laughs> all together. Uh, and of course, Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Um, here we are. Here we all are. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, we start every week with a segment we like to call Checking In. Let's start today with me. Whoa. Yeah, I know it's unusual, oh, but why not? Um, <clears throat> I'll try to make this as long as possible. Perfect. But um, Saturday night. Classic night. One of, the, right. one of the seven best. Mm-hmm. Most classic. Uh, I'd say like top two. My, <laughs> my roommate, my college roommate I was, was like, you town. have a roommate? We need to check in <laughs> on a lot no, no. of stuff. Somebody else said that too. Somebody was like, I was at your apartment. You don't have a roommate. And I was like, no, from 20 billion years ago. Uh, my college roommate and his wife and their kids mm-hmm. were in town for something unrelated to me, but they were in Pasadena on Saturday and he texted me and he said, will you come visit us? And I love these guys, you know, right. I actually introduced the two of them. I was friends with her before she knew him and I brought him to I her lake house the summer of our senior year and they the have been together ever since then. Um, but... So I, so I go out to Pasadena. I'm driving out to Pasadena. And as you know, driving in L.A. is, Not a, fun. is a particular type of experience. So sure. I'm telling myself on the way over We've there. We've never covered that on this podcast. <laughs> but this is the thing. I'm telling myself on the way over there. They, they live in Idaho, by the way. They're uh-huh. visiting from Sun Valley, Idaho, because they're smart and live in a beautiful place. But they... Uh, I'm driving over there, and I'm going, I'm not going to bring up traffic when I get there. I'm just not going to say anything about it. I go to the house they're staying at. It's his brother's house. It's beautiful. There's a pool in the backyard. We go Uh. out by the pool. We have a couple of Coronas. And he's like, can you believe the traffic out here? So we have a you know twenty minute conversation about traffic. It's like legally required. This all has very little to do with my story, by the way, except that ultimately, well, we'll see. So we're talking about traffic. Twists and turns. Yeah. Then his brother and his wife come out, and so just you know normal conversation, mm-hmm. talking about all sorts of things. And, and you probably don't see these people very often. There's a lot of catching no. Up. That's one of the problems. And, and, and actually, that that was. I didn't really get to catch up with them because I had to go back to Hollywood to do a show. The Swarm, my world famous improv group, had been invited to perform in the first night of performances at the Nerdist oh, Theater. Cool. The Nerdist oh. has opened a new theater. And they asked Where us... Is, is... It's right next door to the Meltdown. Oh, that little tiny place? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they asked us to perform, which was very flattering, you know? Absolutely. And they said in their announcement about it, something like, you know, our house teams will be performing... 
as well as teams like the Swarm and the, the you know whatever. So they were using us to promote. Which I, you know I found that any kind of prestige attached to that group. You've always liked that. Is very important to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. More, 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 more. What are the hits? Yeah. What are the hits? <laughs> so, so I, I was excited to do this show. I'm always excited to perform with those guys. It's a first, you know, there's going to be excitement in the air because it's the first night of this theater. I come home and I'm thinking to myself on the way home. So Jim, Jim, my roommate is like, you know, be careful of the traffic. You don't want to get stuck, whatever. So I leave <laughs> like, those guys. I after, like, yeah, <laughs> I leave those guys after an hour. I only get to spend an hour uh, with them, and it was with his brother and his brother's wife. I don't right. really know, so they were just asking you can't questions get into about Mister Pickles. Like we, you know. Right. So, uh, so I'm on my way home, and I'm like, do I want to drive over there and worry about parking for half an hour, or do I take an Uber? And I decided to take. An Uber. Nice. It's less than two miles from my house. It was going to be five bucks. And be really quick. And very quick. Yeah. So you got there on time. <laughs> End of story. You, 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 can tell, you can tell where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a dead giveaway that I started with traffic. <laughs> so I, you know, you do the app thing. You send for uh, you send for them on the app. You summon them, however that press works. press the button on, on phone. <laughs> Whatever that's called. It's the summons. Uh... <laughs> and... Summons. Uh, By the way, just, just as a side note, I my writer's assistant was out of the room today because he's working on a script, and I was doing all the writer's assistanting myself. So I was using a keyboard that was here that was connected to a screen that was over there, but it still had its own screen. So the screen that was over there was really over here with mm-hmm. the cursor. And I was I couldn't figure out how to like yeah. move things around. Like, in other words, the cursor disappeared, and I couldn't figure out how to move things around. So I was trying to look at. And anyway, one of the writers was like, "This is what this is like watching my grandmother use a computer." <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a that's like a it's patting hard. your yeah, head yeah. and right. rubbing your tummy or whatever. So, uh, but anyway, so Uber, right? They have a little thing that says your driver is ten minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I look at my phone. It says your driver is six minutes away. I'm like, great. Plenty of time to make it to the theater. Five minutes. I don't like where this is going. Four minutes away. Four minutes away. Two minutes. It's two minutes away. I mean, that's basically right down the hill. Sure. Your driver is six minutes away. Mm. Four minutes away. Two minutes away. Is it like doing circles? <laughs> Seven minutes away. Five minutes away. <laughs> oh, God. Three you must have been away. losing going your mind. No, no, here's the good thing. Is that I am such an even-keeled person who does... I mean, if you, you guys know me well enough to know mm-hmm. that I don't let, let things like that upset me in the least. Well, this is all... This is I don't start screaming fuck <laughs> out loud in my apartment, punching myself in the leg every time it goes up again. I mean, I was losing yeah. my mind. But it was one of your resolutions that you weren't going to let traffic-related stuff but, get to you. But Well, I guess that's true, but I, yeah, I was talking about driving. Total, well, and it's not even driving. It's like a... Well, how is he the, getting I got to the closer? Pl- I, I couldn't figure it out. For, for, for a while, I was like, somebody is just gaslighting right? me. Like, they're doing this to make me insane. Just don't say anything. Right. Don't tell me. Um, and this went on uh, probably 20 times it cycled through that. So at a certain point, it was like, uh, Billy Merritt was texting me. We're on in five minutes. Where are you? And I was uh, like, I'm in my apartment waiting for Uber. Then we had to come up with a plan that I would just get there whenever I could and, and just, just go on, on stage, stage, which we've done before, and it always but works you would be really bringing well. a lot of 
Interesting positive energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll get to that more in a second. But then it just, you know, I finally canceled the Uber ride and drove over there myself. And exactly what I knew was going to happen was what happened, which is I drove around for half an hour looking for parking. Yeah, the parking's the worst over there. So anyway, I missed this show. Are you completely kidding me? Didn't get to talk to my roommate so and his wife. I could have just with, stayed there. Uh, 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 and then I finally got there, and Andy was like, um, "Andy Skinner was like, I'm inside. Come inside." And I went in, and the first person I saw was like, "Oh, hey, did you just perform with the Swarm?" And I was like, uh, "And then I just left and went to another." Because I just didn't want to explain, like, right. I was in my apartment uh, five waiting minutes, for two Uber. Minutes, three minutes, yeah, eight yeah. minutes, seven minutes. But boy, was I was I upset. I was very That's upset. Upsetting. Were you watching? Because you can watch the car. I know. And it, and it was like it just, it, well, it was, what it was was it was staying in the same place. So my theory eventually became that there was some kind of traffic problem and people were passing me off. Because they never said... Your driver's name is oh. Vivaldi. So, you know, if you want to contact him, Vivaldi's great, by the way. One of the best. <laughs> he's an aspiring comic, and uh, yes. he's got some chops. But you know what I mean? Like they say, this is your driver. He'll be there in a few minutes. They never told me who my driver was. So my theory was that they just kept because that and that I thought was maybe why I kept going like back up to seven minutes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Not that somebody was lost and just driving around in circles, but just handed me off. So that was my. Saturday night. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. Mm. Uh, tra- traffic is traffic is tough, you know. It's really tough. <laughs> I had some issues on the way here. Um, all right. Well, that was hilarious. So <laughs> let's go now. No, I'm talking about my story. <laughs> um, let's go now to Amber. Yeah, I I spent the weekend camping. I was actually with your coworker. Yes. Can you bring it up. Yes. Did- you guys kept him out of the room on Friday because he had to go clean out his tent or something like that. Is that his writing assistant? No. Wait, what? Just go on. <laughs> I don't... Um, he had to leave in the middle of the day on Friday to go get his tent and oh. clean it out before he went away for the weekend. I was well, like, that, why are you cleaning your tent that's, before you go yeah, away? Yeah, that's on him. That's... Um, so I blame your camping party. Okay. Um, Where did you guys go? Lake Camacho? Kachuma. Kachuma. That's yeah. what it is. It's, uh, Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming. in Santa Barbara. It's really, really beautiful. That was Amber. And it's, it was not me. I was literally talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like a ventriloquist now. <laughs> Throwing snorts. Amazing. <laughs> Throwing your snort. It's really, really close to wine country. Mm-hmm. So we even on Saturday took a day trip and went wine tasting. To Los Olivos? Yes. Oh. The cutest town. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Is that the place with the windmills? That's uh, Solvang. Oh, Solvang. It's close to Solvang. <laughs> oh, no, that's as well. that's uh, Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come up with a guidebook called Solving Solving Solving, and it's like got a, a tips and tricks for uh, travelers to solving. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> Classic thing. Um, and it was really really Could be fun. A good mystery book too. That's true. <laughs> There's a big group of us, um, people coming in and out. It was celebrating two different people's birthdays. Um, I went up Friday night, and I think I was just a little <laughs> excited. I have a, my personality is very puppy-like, mm-hmm. and I get really gung-ho about stuff, and it gets me in trouble. So we went up there, and there were... Now, can I just... Sorry, before you get into that, can you just tell me how this all unfolds? You go... 
to a trailhead and you put your gear on your back oh, no. and you hike Mm-mm. a certain no. distance Mm-mm. and then you <laughs> stake out your tent. Is this how this all works? No. It's it's easy peasy camping. What it's, does that mean? It's camping light. Um it's a camp site and they have yurts you could rent. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. And they have actual cabins and they have like a dog park and a playground and camping. I don't know why I said camping, but they have um, like hiking trails and they have bathrooms. Like it is, it's fairly it's swank. It's glamp. It's glamping. So it's yeah, it's not really camping. Mm-hmm. It's just like sleeping in a tent by your car. So did you have a yurt mm-hmm. or a tent? We had a tent. Okay. Um, so you pull up and you park basically on your campsite. So there's no like. So you're right there with your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we were on. We were right by the lake. So mm. it was a beautiful view. And when we got in, I I drove up with my friends Drew and Lauren. And I actually felt bad because it was Tess and Sean were the only ones there mm. who are a couple. So we were just like, "Sorry, you thought you were having a romantic night by the campfire. We're like gonna talk about leggings too much. Sorry, Sean." <laughs> um. So, so it was only the five of you the first night? Correct. Mm-hmm. And we got in probably about 10 p.m. because I had to wait till I got off work. I don't, I can't, again, I didn't leave work to clean my tent. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I'm throwing people under the bus. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about you, Mike. So I, and they didn't get there till Saturday, but that's a whole nother thing. Mm, interesting. I'm really getting this guy in trouble. I'll speak to him tomorrow. <laughs> um, he gave me a ride home. Mm-hmm. It was so nice of him. And he seems really, really nice. Um, well, nice is one thing. Shirking your responsibilities is another. So there's five of us. It's 10 p.m. So it's dark when we get there. So we don't actually know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And when we woke up in the morning, it was really, really foggy. Oh, so as the day went on, it was like. You found out you weren't just the five people there. There was a 20 other people there. No, it was just the five of us. Oh. But it was like. Um, a curtain was slowly rising on this beautiful mm. view that we didn't even know was there. It was this really awesome reveal. And the second night... God was like, lights, camera, action. Yeah, the second night it was... I don't know was, why you would have a curtain when there was a camera around. My mistake. Go on. I mean, why not? You, mm. I mean, you film theater things sometimes. I guess. Sure. The producers or something. I shouldn't have said lights, camera, action. <laughs> We're all doing our best. I know. <laughs> um... The second night was way warmer, and it didn't get foggy at all. So when I woke up in the morning, blue skies, you could see the lake instantly. But it was kind of nice to have that, like, we don't even know where we are. And it was, like, slowly revealed to us. But that said, 10 o'clock, we get in. I'm really thirsty, and I'm just excited to be camping. We're sitting around the campfire. And I brought a box of Trader Joe's wine. Mm-hmm. Classy, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Charles Shaw. Two buck chuck, or like they're fancier stuff. They, they the have a zebra on it. Amber is having audio problems. Yeah, I can hear it in my thing. Too. They have, um, I think it's like Trader Joe's brand. I only know about it because my parents they take it to Mexico because it's a square. It's so much easier to pack than bottles, and it's about it three bottles of wine worth. And it's not the greatest wine, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It makes your problems go away. And since I wanted <laughs> and it makes your problems go away. Um like since, all I, wine. since I expected to be like sharing with a group, mm-hmm. I didn't I I was like, this is perfect. I don't have to worry about bringing multiple. Anyway, so I have my little box of wine. I'm thirsty. I'm just like I spent all day like preparing to go camping. So now I'm camping and I'm like jazzed. So I'm downing this wine like it's water. Mm-hmm. 
and not really thinking about it. And everyone Jesus just, had a problem with that too. <laughs> and we're just having a good old time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean and Tess go to bed, and you know we're the the three of us ladies are just laughing. And then uh, I don't remember this, but I guess at one point I was just laying in the dirt. Oh God! And um, and. I guess in hindsight, everyone's like, oh, Amber wasn't feeling well, but they thought, like, what a free spirit, just, like, looking at the stars. <laughs> She's a hippie, baby. <laughs> and then I was puking. Nice. And I was puking a lot oh, for a long, long time. You were puking boxed wine. I was blurfing boxed wine. Mm. And so it was, like, fluorescent burgundy. Hopefully in somebody else's yurt. <laughs> no yurts. No yurts involved. Oh, okay. Um, and here's the thing. There's pros and cons to blurfing while camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pros are you don't have to worry about... That's another book you could write, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons of blurfing while camping. <laughs> Part two in my Solvang series. Um, uh, the pros are you don't have to, like, wash carpet. Sure. You know, it's just... We literally just moved the tent, so I didn't have to step in vomit... The the outdoors is a great big toilet. (laughs) Oh, I like um, that you're trying to find a positive in this. No, I it's it's uh, and the like the next morning I was like, oh, I have to clean stuff up, and I like took a moist towel and was like, well, I'm done. Like everything's plastic. Let me get the vomit off this dirt. Yeah, (laughs) the negative is it's all dirty. You <laughs> just like I just had way like, to get dirtier. this dirt is filthy. I just had telltale heart blurf smell like the rest of the trip. Like everyone <laughs> swore up and down that I didn't smell like vomit, but I it felt like I felt like I smelled like vomit. Mm-hmm. I brushed my teeth like fifteen times and changed my clothes and baby wiped and but I just still Couldn't kind of, of like every once in a while it would be it wasn't a constant which would have been better it mm. would just be like every once in a while there'd be like a whiff and it'd be like where's that coming from mm-hmm. sorry that i yelled about blurfing um well, i just, quickly I just enjoyed story. your edgar Allan poe <laughs> did you ever did i ever tell the story about I, I ran a bath i was staying in a friend's house they had a nice beautiful like mm-hmm. and you blurfed in it no but i um the water was running. <laughs> he had a pit in a pendulum blurf <laughs> i had to i had to go number two. Oh. wait <laughs> so i went in the toilet but then i had to congratulations <laughs> Nicely done, young Which, man. You know, I was only 25 at the time. <laughs> so that was Did a big classic. But then I had to fucking take this. I was so excited about the oh, relaxing bath and like. There was a poo in There was the telltale shit. <laughs> Just smelling up the bathroom as I was trying to relax. Oh, anyway, back to you. <laughs> that story made me uncomfortable. <laughs> me too. And, but it, I easily could have been hungover and terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much was mind over matter, but I was, for the most part, fine. Mm Because the next day was when we were going to go wine tasting in Los Olivos. And everyone, like, I could see everyone like, hey, how are you feeling when they're treating you like you might be a crazy person? Um, But I, I, for the most part, felt fine. when they're concerned about your well-being. Right. I I took some Excedrin, Mm -hmm. and I was good. I think the blurfing probably helped that. I honestly agree. Honestly, ca- calling it blurfing gives it kind of a whimsical. I love <laughs> calling it blurfing. He was the Smurf everybody hated. <laughs> there was only. Oh boy, here comes blurf. There was only Blech. a couple moments in Los Olivos that I was like, "Huh, I feel a little." 
oh right, I'm hungover, I'm standing in the sun, and I've been drinking wine all day. Like yeah. these, there's a correlation. But now, I just, when you I did drink... the wine tasting, did you spit it out? No. Oh, I see. But I, after the first place, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I could keep doing this. You split it with someone. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect amount if you split it with someone. You How take... much is it? It depends. We went to three different places. Mm-hmm. It was about like. 15 to 10, somewhere in there. No, 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 no I mean, how much wine? Oh. <laughs> Could you tell me how much it costs? <laughs> how much do you make a year? No, you um, said it's the right amount to split with somebody, but how much do they give you? It's like not half a glass. That tells me nothing. You're just telling me what it is not. I'm going to tell you more things it is. It's also not a gallon. It's it's, it's like not a mile. It's just slightly less than half a glass. And I think if you're nice to the people, mm-hmm. it's not like an exact science. They, they do a more generous pour. <laughs> I would like if it wasn't exact science. Like they have like <laughs> they have lab, lab coats. coats on, <laughs> goggles. But Los- and they all speak with French accent. <laughs> Los Olivos, I cannot recommend it enough. It is this cute, like to get a business in Los o- Olivos, you must have to prove somewhere on the paperwork how quaint your business is. Uh-huh. Like everything is just adorable to the max. If I understand that what I'm referencing, I'm referencing something that's referencing something, but whatever, it's my reference. It felt like walking around me. the back lot of Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Like it it looked like a cute which is a bunch of film sets. Right. Mm-hmm. Curtains. Um lights camera. But I guess it's like kind of like a cute back east villagey town. But I've never seen the real thing. I've only seen the thing that's Oh, it's just like what, what it's like back east. I guess. That's like the town I grew up in. Really? Well, it's in the east. <laughs> but everything is a, it's just cute and nice. And uh, each of the wineries, it was like walking into a completely different universe. They all had different vibes and music and energy. The and reggae like, one there is really good. There, there <laughs> was one that was kind of Jimmy Buffett-ish. It Do you want another fun. yellow, man? <laughs> and it was really, really fun and a really good time. That makes me, you know, I have never really spent any time. I've been here for a decade. You should go. I've not it's, spent it's, any time outside Los Angeles. It's an yeah. hour and a half away, and Santa it's Barbara? heaven. Hour and a half, forget it. I'm not going. It's the best. San Diego. Uh, I've been to San Diego a couple times. So I used to go there for Thanksgiving. Santa Barbara's and Los Olivos. And um, Olivos or Olivos? Olivos. All of us? All of us. When we were camping, people kept talking about, you know, the bar in Silver Lake? When you were sleeping in your tents by your cars? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Red Lion? No, they kept calling. Um, th- this one person kept saying, no, there was two different people. They were like, oh, yeah, when I went to Edendale. And, like, finally I was like, am I an asshole? I've always called it Edendale. <laughs> like, I've always said Edendale, too. <laughs> I've always called it Edinburgh. <laughs> You're definitely wrong. But it was, it was so freaking fun. I felt like I had, oh, we got in at 10 o'clock at if night. If you guys could see how excited Amber just got with her own thought, it's amazing. You are going to make fun of this thought so bad, mm-hmm. too. But Lauren and I built our own tent. Out of sticks? Well, I mean... It, like a shelter? No, we had a tent. <laughs> a Hogan. And it was, oh, you made your... You put your tent together yourself. Well, there was some anxiety there. You're like, we're girls. Oh, we did this anyway. Uh, I know what you're saying. I'm going to throw you out. Well, girls window. are inferior, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Good at blurfing. No, Lord and I were the ones. I told you about how on Christmas Eve we were yes, trying. Yes, the wrapping of yes. the shelves. Same 
two people oh trying to build a tent. So both of us were like, yep, we're going to build a tent right now. And both of us had a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. about the fact that we might just be terrible at everything and right. especially together. But we did it easy breezy in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about camping that it's... The good thing about those tents is they make them easy to put together. Don't take this away from me, Sean. All right. Not everyone could do it. I felt like I felt like I was doing well. I agree. You were. I couldn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to take it away from anyone else. But don't take no, it away I, from I, me. I know what you're saying. I'm not good at putting tents together. Why is this about you? Building somewhat? tents, I should say. What are you talking about? But um, I believe you pitch a tent. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the thing about camping that I think is extra fun is that it's... <laughs> I don't know what that moment was, but we shared it. <laughs> is that it's relaxing, but also it feels like you're earning your relaxing. Because you like have little tasks along the way, and you mm-hmm. do them, and it feels like an accomplishment. It isn't just like laying by a pool, which I also love doing. Right. Uh, well, congratulations. Thank that sounds you. fun. That makes me jealous. I wish I could do that. My lips are really chapped now. In fact, maybe I will after my season is over. Go. Do it. Camping or whatever that's called. We should do it with this podcast. We sure. should. On location in Los Olivos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No sweat. Uh, all right, Jamie, what's going on no with you? Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand that response. <laughs> no sweat because we drove there and had Amber and it'll be cold pitch the tent. <laughs> no sweat. Whatever. Um, I'll try to be quick with this, uh, but it Muscle is as far as checking ins go. It's one of the bigger ones. Good. <clears throat> um, I'll title it. Um, I thought I might maybe I'll start titling my checking ins. I think that would be great. Because it'll help. Do I have to? No, no, no. Okay. Just Jamie. It gives it a more epic sense of scale. And then when the story is My Life is a Whirlwind, and he has to keep coming up with how it matches new new titles. Yeah. What's the title? Um, The Whirlwind is Real. Is Real. Uh, Is Real? (laughs) Whirlwind is Real. (laughs) Or is it? Um,. Well, I thought no. Maybe. So you thought the title was going to help us get away from the whirlwind? <laughs> I did, and you were wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> no, this this is the whirlwind capital came. of America. <laughs> well, okay. Let's. What's the quick version? Is yeah, the last four months. No, slow version. So the last six months. Sometimes I run quick. <laughs> sometimes I run slow. I um, you know, I've been talking about what's been going on, but um, I, I've had more <laughs> over the last several episodes. Yes. And um, I've been, I've had a lot of anxiety and, and, and pressure and stress and, you know. Financial stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's all part of it. Raising money. Mm-hmm. I oh, gave yeah. Jamie a great scheme for raising money and he, I don't think he did it. Is it? What was it? Mary Kay? Call, the, call all the dentists in the Yellow Pages. Oh, that's a good thing that you told me. Yes. Was it on the, on the air of this podcast? No. Okay. Um, I don't quite remember exactly the dentist thing, but. Um, I think that was just it. Yeah, call every dentist. <laughs> oh, and ask them for money because they're they're looking for for places. And they to all think money. they're funny. They all and think they, they're funny. You know, they want to be involved. Well, I've since decided that I don't want to open a venue quite yet. So, you don't. No, that was one of the takeaways from that whole thing. You was, don't want to what? I'm not quite ready to open a venue. Mm-hmm. That I I, I kind of came back. What made you decide that? The fact that you didn't. Well, I've learned a lot of things in the last few weeks, but one of them was I think it was. And if it happened, God bless it, I would have kicked ass with it and it would have mm-hmm. been fun. And I, I think I could pull it off and do a good job with it. But it might have been a big thing I, I put in place to avoid doing the stuff I need to be doing, which is writing, producing things that I want to be doing. 
I see. And I avoid that at every cost. Mm -hmm. um, so any of the last few months, and this, everything that I've talked about for the last few months has kind of came to a head, but, um, you know, drinking. But you haven't talked about anything. Over the last few months? Yeah. Of course I have. Oh, you always say, I have something going on I can't talk about. But then I finally talked about it. Oh, okay. But in general, to deal with the stress of the whole venue thing, right. especially the last couple of months, but, you know, drinking, smoking cigarettes more than I should, um, and then the Adderall thing. You know, I haven't talked about that in a while, but no. I started taking that regularly um, in about January. At the advice of a doctor. Yes. I, had, I got a prescription. Oh, okay. And I was taking, you know, one pill for a couple of months, and then they upped it. One pill makes you smarter. Mm-hmm. One pill a month, I feel like, isn't bad at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a lot of risk there. Um, no, so it was one pill a day for the most part. Anyway, the stress... You upped it at the doctor's recommendation? I told them that the, the, the smaller one wasn't doing anything anymore. Uh -huh. So they upped it. <laughs> the way you said that, I do not believe you. <laughs> yeah, especially because you said them. Like, who is... Is it a doctor or is it like a council? It's a one doctor. Yeah. It's one doctor, but he gladly upped the... Uh, he gladly accepts being called by multiple names. Yes. <laughs> it's like the royal... Yeah. He's a weird German guy. Who then... Who isn't? Uh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so last week... Actually, last few weeks, I've been feeling not well. And, like, just feeling pains and aches and numbness and... Numbness where? Is that bad? Yeah. Oh, dear. Are you feeling it? Well, hopefully... Okay. Always. But bad stuff with my body, and I... Where's numbness? Or do you not Everywhere. Like Legs, arms. That's not great. No, it's bad. Circulation. You need Circulation. to get more exercise. And... Who doesn't? Literally Nobody. My brain found justifications for all of it. Like, you know, like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're, you're on this new pill. Maybe that's it. You're covering your body in ice. <laughs> totally. Maybe that's why that's when I would get the numbness. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't feel anything. Tingling everywhere. <laughs> Finally, the last, like, week and a half, it was it kind of like it was my body was just like, Jamie, Something's you need wrong. to stop with all this. This is really bad. And, you know, the addictive part of my brain was like, we'll just kind of ride it out. Finally, last Monday. Ride I, it out, not ride it out. Yeah, well, both. I did try journaling <laughs> through this process. <laughs> um, I think that's good. But last Write month, it out and ride it out. <laughs> that's a good name for a book. <laughs> we are writing a lot of books today. Well, we're coming up with a lot of titles. <laughs> Tell you the name. Whirlwind Israel. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> so last Monday, it just came to a point where I wasn't sleeping. I was just in, in, in bed at night, that's just in terrible. pain. Like, you got to take care of yourself. You got to stop. You have to, like, you know immaculatize and you got to like oh, start doing these things and just you know take better care of yourself that was the bottom line i was not taking care of myself and my body was feeling it um so on tuesday i went into my boss and i was like on friday i need to just get out of town for a few days on tuesday on friday and i'm gonna go stay with my parents in granada hills and just you know tony <laughs> it's the tony place it's good i feel at home and comfortable and it's you know it's not far but i feel like i'm on vacation and then of course, as soon as I made that decision, I was like, oh, well, I have another 24 hours to kind of uh, <laughs> indulge. Let me take two more Adderalls, smoke seven <laughs> cigarettes, drink eight whiskeys. But Wednesday, um, by the end of the day, I was like, I don't know. I just I was felt everything was really just coming to a head. And I, uh, I went back to my boss and I was like, I have to go tomorrow. Like, this has to be tomorrow. Like, I'm, I've never felt that much anxiety and stress in my entire life. And that night, I was in bed till like 6 a.m., not sleeping. I hate that. By like 4 a.m., I was like looking up symptoms of a heart attack. 
and like being like this this could be because you felt it or just for fun well i mean that numbness and then just feeling it in that arm and like that's not good and then my left arm predominantly and like uh, you are, where were you looking these symptoms up webmd yeah, WebMD, like the Mayo. Clinic. I feel like that's the worst thing people can do because what it does is it sends you into a spiral of like, oh my god, it could be well, this horrible thing. And then you thing see what the symptoms thing. are and you start having those ones because it's the no, power I, of suggestion. I I think that's a and I do it. That every happens single to people day. in medical school. I do it every single. It's a real thing. Oh yeah, where they all they, have. They get yeah. They start thinking they have all these symptoms of being rich doctors. <laughs> not yet. Not no. yet. Not yet. So <laughs> I honestly was like, should I be driving to the hospital right now? And I didn't. I was like, just write it out. Like, I'll just, this is write it out or write it out? <laughs> <laughs> this is the, with a D. Okay. Um, with a horse? And I was like, literally just slept from like 6 a.m. No, there was no horse involved. <laughs> God, language is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and I slept until like 11 a.m. and just was, was praying, just like, just let me wake up because I'm going to go to my parents' house. I'm going to detox completely. If I can make it through this, I'll be fine. That was this Thursday? This past yeah, this past Thursday. Thursday. So I got to my parents' house around 2 o'clock. Still feeling these pains. Um, just not feeling well. I was hanging out with my mom. And she's like, you know, concerned about me because she knew I was She's your out. mother. Of course she's, she's concerned about you. And then I started feeling uh, tingling in my jaw, which in my um, research, <laughs> that's like a... Not a, great. A major, like, 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 if you have, you know, numbness in your jaw. Was someone tickling you at all? I was, for the record, being tickled <laughs> by my mom under my chin. She loves my beard. I feel a strange tingling, mom. <laughs> Stop tickling me. <laughs> so, at, at a certain point, I was like, Mom, I think I need to go to the doctor tomorrow. I think I need to go to Kaiser and just get checked out. And then she said, Should we go right now? And that was just, I snapped. I started bawling. Oh. Like, you know, I've talked about I cannot cry, like, for the life of me. But You probably needed to. I just started crying for the first time in a long time because I was like, yes, of course I need to go to the doctor <laughs> right now because I have symptoms of a heart attack. And, like, I'm not in a good place. Like, of course. And it was just, like, all the thoughts that have been pouring through my head for the last, obviously, the last 48 hours, but just really the last few weeks. Like, you're not taking care of it. Like, it was like all came to a head at that moment and i just she's like all right let's get in the car we started driving to kaiser it's so nice to have like a <laughs> support and love with you f for that uh, yeah i needed it and i don't know of course being with her helped um just make me feel comfortable but so now we're like racing to kaiser because what like, if since your mom is here tonight is the night i have a breakdown on I, the show I, this was all about <laughs> fingers <laughs> She's good for that. <laughs> All the thoughts I've been having for the last 47 years. <laughs> um, but now we're racing to Kaiser, and she's like, James, are you okay? Who are you racing who? <laughs> this is I not am. the time to race. Yeah. Racing that time. might be why you're so filled with anxiety. <laughs> but it is so crazy how psychosomatic it is because now, like, the, the, the numbness and the tingling, everything is, you know, at a fever pitch, and I feel it everywhere in the jaw and, like, I'm like, at a certain point, like, I'm losing, like, I feel like I'm fading in and out. And she's like, should I, I should pull over right now and call 911 and we have an ambulance take you from here. I'm like, no, just make it, which was Plus, stupid. we got to beat those guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> but part There's of a the, lot on the line, the pinks. Ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly thought that I, that I was, might be dying. <laughs> I thought I was dying. And I was like, this sucks. Uh, and I felt so bad. I was like, fuck, I should probably have mom pull over because this is bad. Because I want to die by the side of the road. But we finally get to Kaiser, and um, this I run. story better not end with you dying. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. 
So I run into Kaiser. I go to get to the the I go to the emergency room. And I just um, had I, I just had an image in my head of you going into the hospital and running into Kaiser Wilhelm on your way there, Chancellor of Germany during World War One, mm-hmm. just being like, "Hey." <laughs> anyway, go on. So I ran into Kaiser. Uh, How's it then, going, Jamie? And I ran into Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> Having a heart attack. Um, We've taken back the Sudetenland. Um, uh, fuck you and everything you represent. <laughs> but I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they sat me down. They, you know, took my blood pressure and then... What was your blood pressure? I don't remember. Maybe my mom remembers. It wasn't alarming. It was not great, but it was... Uh, a little high. But they, they weren't like... But the, the first, you know, indication was that I was not having a heart attack. Um, and then, you know, they checked me into the emergency room, had my bed, and they got an EKG, and then um, got a CAT scan. And I ended up being there for, like, six hours. Whoa. It was a full thing. The doctor came in at the end and was like, you're clear on everything. We got, you know, these x-rays. and it's just, like, a panic attack? And it was a straight-up just panic attack. Oh. Also, how come you haven't booked me at the improv? <laughs> that, was the doc- that was the doctor. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, there was a funny moment, though. Like, after I get the CAT scan, and my mom and dad were there hanging out, where I was in a wheelchair hanging out outside the, the CAT scan room, and she's like, let's just get you back. And they're like, no, you're supposed to wait until the nurse comes and takes us back to the area. And then... Wait, she, wait, the nurse comes and takes you back to what area? Where my bed is. Oh, I see. <laughs> you and had a bed? I had a bed. And... Um, She's like, I'm just going to take you. So she starts pushing. This up. is your mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we hear on over the, the loudspeakers, like, we have a code blue on floor two. <laughs> that was a you. code blue on on floor two. It was not me. Um, oh, code I blue thought, means I thought, somebody's dead. Oh, I thought code blue dying. was like, uh, somebody's stealing one of our oh, that's patients. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. No, and, this, and so the doctor that was seeing me, we see him race into an elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big deal. And he was, like, with three other people. And my mom <laughs> says, takes one of the other guys. He's like, can you help us find the emergency room um, so we can get my son back? And he's like, yeah, I'll get it. And I'm like, are you supposed to be at this code blue? <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> he was like, yeah, actually, technically I should be up there at the code blue. And code blue, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> They're dead. Just, I get it. The guy that had a fucking panic attack. <laughs> shouldn't have your full attention right now anyway so i had a panic attack and i've never had one before and it was a, a rock bottom i guess i needed you, and it was frustrating did you get any like advice or tools on taking care of super it? super better well i obviously i'm detoxing i haven't been drinking i quit smoking and i think adderall that ship has sailed <laughs> I, I really do think the adderall had a big part in all of that, because I've never felt that much. You know, I've been stressed out. And Adderall, I, I don't know anything about it, but isn't it somehow some type of stimulant? It's yeah, an it's upper. an amphetamine. Yeah. But I think the mix of all those things for that prolonged period. Well, and you did have a very, you just went through a really stressful. Are you blurfing? <laughs> <laughs> Amber's about to blurf. <laughs> Turn on the blurf cam. So you, So how long did it take you to feel better? Or do you feel better? Well, I mean, that's the psychosomatic crazy part. It was like 20 minutes after they told you, like, they told me, like, you know, you're not having a heart attack. So many of the symptoms just went away. And it took about 48 hours for all the numbness to be completely right. gone. And I, I feel... Well, because it probably fed itself. Like, you were having a panic attack and then thinking that maybe it was a heart attack and not knowing... Like, it just adds It did, to and it. I've never seen it act at that high a level of intensity. So... 
I'm, you know, I've, I'm, I'm taking about a week and just hanging, hanging at my parents' place. And but that was the whirlwind. And um, you know, getting back on email and like it's funny you made that joke, but it's like <laughs> I'm really looking swamped. at. I mean, yeah, I'm getting a thousand emails, but a big, the biggest thing is I got to be able to say no. I say yes to everything for every, you know, everyone for everything, and I want to make everyone happy. And, you know, we've talked about this. All, you know, for the last five years, mm-hmm. but more than ever, it's like if you really want to. You're too nice. I'm too nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't take care of everyone, and I have to take care of myself first and foremost. You can't take care of anybody until you take care of yourself, and I'm saying this to myself. I'm not saying it as like, a bumper take... sticker writer. <laughs> no, but it's true. If you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. There's no you. Where's this going? In taking care. Of, of me. <laughs> That's true. The classic saying. I think that was <laughs> Kaiser Wilhelm. In his address <laughs> at the world of the League of Nations. At whirlwind Israel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay, Jamie. Thank you, Sean. And I'm glad that you were able to do this in the presence of one of tonight's guests. So this feels like a good place to take a break. So we will do that, and then we will be back in a moment with two, not one, but two very special guests. Actually, three. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh Uh-oh. What the hell is happening? Are we going to get ambushed? Hey, this is Matt Besser. You're listening to The Long Shot. This is The Long Shot. I'm Matt Besser, and you're listening to The Long Shot. (laughs) What else? That's it. We are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. Our guests tonight, two very special people. You've already heard about them during the show. Jamie's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Flam, are here. Welcome. And this is thank you, say you for having us. Thank Have the mic as close as possible to you. You could pull it even closer. It's, oh, yeah. Oh my God. It sounds like it feels uncomfortable, but <laughs> oh no, it this sounds is beautiful. wonderful. <laughs> so how does it? <laughs> how does it feel having Jamie spend some time at home right now? Well, he didn't have a heart attack, and I'm on That's the verge good. of one. Um, it was upsetting. You know, he said his blood pressure wasn't high. <laughs> and it, I'm laughing because... That was Amber who just snorted. <laughs> oh, oh I, my mom's the original I'm a snorter. snorter. <laughs> um, That's where Jamie got it from. The mm-hmm. nurse was a male nurse, and I said his blood pressure looks high for him. I don't know his baseline, but it looks high. And the nurse said, well, of course it's high. He thinks he's having a heart attack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> How was how was how did the symptoms look to you as an outsider? It's interesting well, to have the story from two different people. Well, Frank and Jack, my husbands, um, uh, had a heart attack at fifty. Oh gosh! And so I, that probably plays into it too that you have yeah. anxiety about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, being thirty-eight, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like at an age where that happens to people all the time. Mm. Well, and I remember when Frank had his heart attack, I drove him instead of calling an ambulance. 
but it was also just when they had started advertising aspirin about six months before about You're taking to take one it aspirin. right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I bought Bear, which I had never kept in the house, six months before. So when he thought he was having indigestion, I said, you can take a Tagamet, but you're taking an aspirin first. Well, as it ended up, I drove him to the hospital. He had a heart attack. When they were stabilizing him in the emergency room, the doctor came out and said, I have two comments to make. Number one, you could have saved a life with the aspirin. How did you know about it? Because it was relatively new at that point. And number wow, two, we have awesome. a code blue on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, why the hell did you drive him to the hospital? Oh, really? What if he had passed out on the way right. there? When an ambulance arrives, they start taking right away immediately. Yeah. They're also, you're not going to have to wait in the waiting room. They immediately take you in when it's a heart attack. And yeah. of the time it's indigestion, but you are the 1%. Mm -hmm. So when I was taking Jamie and driving him, I'm thinking, did I learn my fucking lesson or not? (laughs) I always give Jamie a hard time because he bangs on the table and the mics always pick it up. It's genetics. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, well, but I don't know. It's a weird thing where, where... I mean, I've I've talked before on the show. I suffered uh, congestive heart failure about 13 years ago. And I, my girlfriend wanted to, my poor girlfriend at the time wanted to call an ambulance and I refused. I was like, I am not going to the hospital in an ambulance, which is like, that makes absolutely no sense, you know? Well, like the doctors would look down on you when you got there or something. And I refused to get in a wheelchair when I got to the hospital. I couldn't walk. And I was like, I am not going into the emergency room in a wheelchair. But don't they force you? No, no, no. This was before I even talked to anybody. I was like walking through the hospital. Um, so I, you know, it it was just stubbornness and I was thinking, I mean, it comes from how I was raised. Like I was thinking about that when you were talking about how you were able to let yourself go when your mom said, do you think we need to go to the hospital? And you sort of broke down where I come from. The reaction to that where in the quaint little villages back east, (laughs) um, the reaction to that would be, you're fine. Trust me. You're fine. Really? You know, yeah, it's a very like you're you're fine. I mean, I, I I've told the story before about how I swallowed oh, a fishbone once. So you have a family of doctors, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. You don't know. <laughs> no, I I swallowed I, I, when I was a kid. I swallowed a fishbone, or it got stuck in my throat. I thought, and I told I, I complained about it to my mother. And she said, you didn't, it's not stuck in your throat. You might have swallowed something and scratched your throat, but you're fine. And I insisted for, you know, a long time. And and then finally, my dad was like, fine. You know, I was probably eight years old. This is is the time that I thought I was going to die because I had a bone stuck in my throat. And to me, those two things... Like you, you, you I think I'm going to die every time I have a bone in my throat. <laughs> you choke on a bone. <laughs> you choke on a bone, you're going to die. That was my understanding of how things worked. And uh, my dad said, we'll take you to the, the emergency room. The guest we've ever had. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm ignoring it. Uh, but and the, I'm definitely having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> we got to the hospital. The doctor pulled out a fishbone from my throat this long. And meanwhile, the whole time, my mother was just like, nope, there's nothing wrong with you. So I think that's great that you were able to, that you were compassionate and that you were able to, you know, let go like that and get 
what you needed. Yeah. You know? But I think next time I would call an ambulance because yeah. that was the one lesson I said, oh, my God, if I didn't learn this on my son, I'll never forgive right. myself. Right. Now, why did you decide to race on the way there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, number one, was a Mustang? You, you get pulled over, you just tell the effing cop, get my son in your car and put your lights on. Right. So I wasn't worried about that. Right, right, right. You know, I was just hoping to get every green light. She but did a great job. She, you raced over there. I did. In... I did. But what was so funny is when I pulled in, I was going to pull into a parking spot, and Jamie, when the car was still moving, jumped out and said, <laughs> I'm running in. <laughs> well... Um... Well, we don't have to talk about that anymore. No, we don't. But <laughs> one thing we didn't really talk about is what we are talking about. So do you want to? <laughs> oh, what we're gonna, literally going to talk about? Yeah. Well, my parents, um, my dad has a great pencil-related story. <laughs> 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 my mom has a great, uh, what, was, what was the story? Shoplifting. Oh, she got caught shoplifting once. So, I mean. Why don't we start, why don't we start with... Well, I feel like we don't even know what we're talking about. We don't know about. what we're talking about. Do you have a shoplifting story? <laughs> I once accidentally stole a toothbrush. I think I've talked stole. about it on this podcast. You have. I'm not saying you have. I'm, I'm just agreeing with you if you think that. I think might be I true. have. If you did, I wasn't listening. Let me think of anything else I've stolen. When I was, here's, here's how we'll lead into it. Mm-hmm. When I was a sophomore in high school, I took Spanish for the first time. That's stealing. <laughs> stealing my time. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. He's um, Spanish. No, and um, our teacher was a guy named Mr. LaRock, who was... French. Supposed, no, Haitian. He had supposedly been a colonel in the Haitian army, and then there was a coup of some sort, and he came to America, and now he was teaching Spanish. And... The way they set up the classroom was they had the desks all the way around the walls, so it was sort of like a U shape of, of desks. Like the UN. Um, not familiar, but <laughs> do you mean like the U in the UN? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so what would happen was, and by the way, I went to a Catholic high school, all boys, and I don't know if this is why, but cheating on everything was rampant. The entire time I was in high school. I don't know if that was true for you guys, but where I was, everybody cheated on every test, every quiz, everything. They just cheated on everything. Was that? I think there was a lot of cheating. Sure. Yeah? I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Um, So the way he gave quizzes in this class was he would hand out the quizzes to everybody. Everybody would do their quiz. He would collect them all and then hand them out to different people. So you would be grading somebody oh, else's yeah. quiz. Oh, yeah. You cheat on that one every single time. So what would happen is then he would turn around to write the answers on the board and pens would just go flying around the room because you had to r- change people's answers in the same color ink that they had used on their quiz. So one day we're in there. He turns his back. Pens go flying around. One kid is sitting there. Oh, you, the pen uh, just yes. goes right straight into his face. Yeah, Ooh, a pencil story. And he goes, I think he goes, Mr. LaRock, I have a pen in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I just always thought that was so funny that he said it in such an oddly calm way. Just, just it was the such facts. bizarre circumstances. Right. Then he pulled the pen out of his face Ugh. and, of course, started squirting blood yeah. everywhere. Oh. 
it, it started blurfing blood. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure he had to get stitches or something, but I don't know. I don't know the end of that story. But that was uh, and I've I've told that story before, mm-hmm. right? But the reason I say that is because my understanding is that Jamie's dad has a story about a pencil. You're giving up the story about the uh, centerfold from um, Playboy for this story. Just want you to know that. Wait. Oh, okay. I just want you to know that. That's it's yeah. okay. He we say, can hear two stories. Yeah, he's saying he has a story about a pen. A oh, hey, that's funny. <laughs> so I don't get it. Um, <laughs> he's saying that he, in, in lieu of his story about the centerfold. Oh, oh. It, it takes a okay. few seconds sometimes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So we want to talk about this. The pen. Yeah. Pencil. Pencil. <laughs> uh, fourth grade, and uh, walking into the classroom early, we have um, a young man. Uh, of course, we're all young at that time, but we have a young man. A boy. Is, <laughs> well, like a no, grade. I would call him a boy. A boy. <laughs> he was. Or was this the young man who was teaching the class? He was almost six foot tall in the fourth wow. grade. Yeah, and, and a little bit not right, if you know what I mean. Wrong. He was, was wrong. <laughs> so he was um, making trouble with the girls. Oh boy! And of course, just um, raving them. Willy nilly. Uh, you know, that's before. Jeez, I, that was, that was even before I was five foot tall. Mm-hmm. And so I walked up to him and now told he's him, five one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I walked up to him and I said, uh, "Stop it!" He's a foot taller than you. Oh, easily. At least, certainly, and, and not right. And he turned around and hit me in the head. Punched and, you? No, just kind of clubbered me right straight down the head. Uh huh. And so whack-a-mole style. I, you know, and I started um, going backwards. And the teacher walks in at the same time, and uh, uh, she looks at me, and she grabs me, and she runs me into the nurse. And then uh, the nurse looks at me um, and said, when I'm going to touch my head, she said, don't do it. Don't touch your head. Well, I don't know why, but my head hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Somebody had just pounded you on the top of the head. That's exactly right, Mm -hmm. and it hurt. But... um, so they called my father, which he came very, very quickly, and they, um, I got in the car, and I put my hand up to my head, and my father, don't touch it. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on at this point. No. no. no Except clue. that nobody wants you to touch your head. His don't man is, touch your head. His father and, is a man of very few words. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and he said, don't touch it. I don't touch it. Yeah. Except for other things. When people are people of few words, when they, when they, I didn't even hear it. I didn't even hear it that time. Uh, but you tend to listen to what they say when they tell you things. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, we go to Dr. Gardner's office, which back in those days there was just a small office, and we go. Up Dr. To Gardner is he a pediatrician? Well, he was just a general doctor uh-huh. at the time. And, uh, he later became a pediatrician. <laughs> he went back to medical school. <laughs> He's and a so, pencil doctor. Yes. So we, we get into the office, and the um, receptionist looks at me with eyes that get really big, and she turns around and, and starts screaming for Dr. Gardner. Don't touch your head. <laughs> and now I'm kind of worried, right? Mm. Took me time to get to the point. That's that, what you want in a receptionist, somebody who panics at the first sign <laughs> right. of any trouble. So... Uh, they, they take me in, and he puts me on um, the working area, and uh, he looks at me, and he looks at my father, and he tells my father, it's okay. We're going to get him. Oh, it'll be all fine. And he gets out a razor, and so he starts cutting the top of my head. 
What? And I'm just cutting the top of your head? Yeah, well, not cutting into it, but cutting the hair around. Oh, oh shaving the area. Yeah, shaving yeah. it around. And I'm still looking around, just trying to figure out what are they doing. And finally... I was just in my fourth grade classroom, and now my head's being shaved. What's going on? So I um, finally see that I was Amber. All of a sudden, he pulls something out, okay? And he goes like this, and he shows. I said, a pencil? He said, you didn't know. I said, no one told me. Did he you wouldn't ask? let me touch my head either. And so um, we... Um, Everything was fine. So he just pulled it out, basically. Uh. Well, yeah, he looked to see if there was how deep it was. Right. And then and he looked at my father and said, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And so he pulled it out. Okay. And then that was the first time I saw a bloody pencil. Oh, my God. And, and so it must have been but not deep. the last. But not the last. <laughs> <laughs> now that he had a hole, anybody could stick a, a pencil on his head. <laughs> Flash forward to 1966. Nice. Vietnam. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so, did you have to get stitches for it, or was it yeah. just... Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did stitches. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got in the... We, My father had a truck at the time, and so uh, we were driving home, and we are going down the street that's real near the school, and I said, so I'm going back to school? And he looked at me like, I've never seen a person look at a person at that age. And he goes, are you crazy? He said, no, we're not going back. Didn't you have enough for one day? And that was a lot for him to say. Yeah, right. So, and so he could have just said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what you did the rest of that day? Um, I was at home, and, and I actually ended up crashing and having a... Deep sleep. Nice. Yeah. So you probably had a concussion or something. <laughs> I'm not or lead, lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that a myth though that you can get lead poisoning from I pencils? So. I don't yeah, think, I think it's actual lead. It's graphite. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you knew Frank, you would absolutely believe. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> lead poisoning from poisoning. something else. So there's a little bit more. Um, years later, I was playing baseball in uh, youth leagues, and um, what position? Well, they had me all over the place: catcher, third base, outfield, utility. Or, Whatever they, they were short on, I was there. <laughs> I was five foot tall by then. It's not a problem. And so um, I'm walking to the field, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, this lady yells and said, Flam. And I went, yeah? She said, you had the pencil in your head. <laughs> she said, I was the nurse. The school nurse. I, no, I, no, the nurse in, uh, in the doctor's office. Oh. She said, you're okay? I said, yeah. I'm Jeez, thanks for checking in. <laughs> so, what if you said What no? if you take your helmet off and the, pen, the pencil is still there? Like, nope. A bobblehead helmet. <laughs> Just turn it into a sharpener. <laughs> but so what, what happened? Did anything happen to this kid for stabbing you in the head with a pencil? That's um, pretty intense. Uh, it was about two weeks later, he was no longer there. Yeah. They, they figured that. The truth he was. Needed, he had some special needs. He had special needs before there was special needs. Right. Yes. He was that. Um, His uh, name was Hannibal. Was yeah. it really? No. Oh. No. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my story. That's one of them. You I like it. The other one. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> he knows the show. He said, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. How long have you guys been married? In June will be 45 years. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We dated for four and a half years. You've got to find out whether we're going to do it or not. Mm -hmm. Get married. Get married. Yeah. <laughs>
You two devils. <laughs> and actually, that's a good segue because I can thank my shoplifting for being responsible for meeting Frank. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. I was 15 years old, and I have a cousin who's always been trouble. Don't she we all? had me start shoplifting when I was, like, seven years old. There was a little local market next to my house, and she told me to take a pack of gum, and I did. Mm-hmm. And these were the days when your mother went She was to, older than you? Yes. And these were the days when your mother went to several markets, not just one. And so we went to another market in Valerie. Don't talk about my mother. <laughs> and my cousin said, if you don't put the pack of gum back, I'm going to tell on you. Well, it was a different market, but I put it back. That's so weird. So she told you to steal uh-huh. and then said, I'm going to tell on you. So yeah. she was just playing mind games with yeah, you. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. She was. And then I did really well in school except in geometry. I was not a math whiz. My grandmother died several times in college. <laughs> Explain the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> oh, my grandma died again. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of the geometry teacher. She was old and she was deaf, and somebody asked if they could sharpen their pencil, and she said, yes, but don't open it too high because it's cold outside. Um, and you might end up stabbing someone in the head. <laughs> <laughs> but I was 15, and I got a D in geometry, and I had to make it up, and so... My parents let me go stay at my cousin's house in Inglewood. Uh-oh. City of Compton? <laughs> With my troublemaking cousin, and she said she needed a bathing suit. So Was your cousin Dr. Dre? <laughs> she was 17 and I was 15, and that's a, that's a yeah. big difference. That, like, to a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old's an adult. Almost. Oh, God. And, re, uh, and I and I preface this by saying I was really a goody-goody. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was just like such Which, a in a goody. sense, makes you younger than your age, almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, my brothers, it's Naive. like they just, they couldn't believe I would do anything bad. To a, to a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old is like a 15-year-old. Well, so she, she, so she takes these big Dog bags, ears. and we go on the bus to the shopping center. Wait, you're there to do homework, though, right? Summer school. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. For I'm geometry. So this was on the weekend. Gotcha. And so we go in. The first thing is we got off the bus, and um, this actually is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> That was Amber. <laughs> she wanted to go in the stores that were having a sale. Now, who the fuck cares what's on sale? If, if you're, you're just going to steal it. it. <laughs> so we that walk, doesn't make any sense. So we walk into May Company, and um, she's putting stuff in her bag, and, she, and I'm not doing anything. I was so scared. And finally, she said, just put a scarf in, something small, something small. So I think I put in a scarf and I think a pair of pantyhose in, in my purse, would fit in my purse. And then we leave May Company and we go to other stores and she gets more stuff. Gum? And she, for- <laughs> and she forgot. She wanted to get a pair of hobo jeans, so we had to go back into Is that a May brand Company. or a style? It was a brand. Okay. So we go back into May Company, only now the bags are this big, filled right. with stuff. And we go downstairs Big. into the basement, and we go up the escalator, and I said, Valerie, there's somebody following us. There's nobody following us. I said, I swear to God, these two guys just flanked the elevator, and they're following us, because they can't get you while you're in the store. Because right. it's not stealing until you walk out. Right. At which point they nabbed, because oh, Valerie said, oh, you're such a sissy, that kind of attitude or whatever. I'll take your bag. So she took the bag. And we walk outside, and boom, they nab Valerie. 
And I was such a goody-goody. I opened up my purse and I went, no, me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to walk away in that one. Yeah, no, I mean, for God's sakes. (laughs) And the next thing I knew, we were in the back of a police car with a cage in back. It had a cage. Yeah. And she was... They don't want you getting up in the front seat. Throwing her tissue on the floor and, 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 and telling me to throw mine on the floor. Tissue? What, what tissue? Because she was crying. Oh, I see. She and you were too. Oh, my God. I was devastated. Yeah. But my father knew that the, the, the act in and of itself was punishment enough. Right. Except after I had to go home and take my D in geometry because he didn't want me to be around Valerie right. anymore. Well, if you're a goody-goody, getting caught by the police is crushing. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. Oh, but the greatest thing To me, it's like was, a Thursday. But when I got <laughs> home, my brothers were so excited. Mm-hmm. They patted me on the back. It was like they didn't think I had it in me. <laughs> it was like I was suddenly you were a hero. befriended by my yeah. older brothers. So, You're different oh, from what we thought. I, oh, the, wait. But the other part of my punishment was how I met Frank. <laughs> My mother made me join, it's called the BBG, it was the B'nai B'rith Girls, Mm -hmm. because now I had to associate with good girls. Mm -hmm. What's B'nai B'rith? Uh, it, it, it was like a youth organization. We had it in my town too, but I don't know what it was. Well, and, and the, and the male counterparts, AZA. Which okay. I don't know what it stands for. It's Jewish. But it, yeah, and Frank was president. And so, of the AZA. Yes. And so we had, I went with I didn't know you were president. Yeah, he was. It's a game changer. Game changer. <laughs> so I went with my You're the best first family. My best friend's parents drove us there, and we were sitting on the curb waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flam is on pound patrol for Mrs. Flam pounding on the table. <laughs> Just call me Victoria. Um, I'll try, but it won't be easy. <laughs> um, and so when I was sitting on the curb waiting for my girlfriend's mother to pick us up, Frank came over and he said, he asked what my name was and asked for my phone number. Oh, Frank, Mac Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Making the moves. He made the move. And Did he mention that he was the president of the AZA? I knew that because I went to the meeting. <laughs> um, and, and Did he have a gavel? Yes, he did. <laughs> I had a gavel. I was chief justice in junior high. But that was not related to. (laughs) You both had. That's not a Benet Breath gavel. No. That's a junior high gavel. It's a different thing. Junior high gavel. That's right. I doled out punishment. So he came over and he said, "What's your name? Yes. What's your number? And what's your? Let's make this work." And the first time he ever called, he didn't say hi. This is Frank Flam. He said, "My number is." Seven eight four four zero four four, seven eight four four zero four four. My number is seven eight four four zero four four. And I went, "Who the hell is? This? <laughs> is this a robot?" <laughs> Frank, you explain that one. Uh oh, it's getting real Probably here can't, in the long but, um, There was a recording that uh, when I called that number, it called, gave me the number back. So, who knows why? It was. Meant to be. He thought it was just the greatest thing in the whole world. There was answer machines back then? No. No. There were party lines. I was watching Mad Men, um, which I've been... <laughs> I am too. I am my mom too. But I'm, I've been watching... There was an episode where like, there was a, like a, a cafe and people just had uh, telephones on the tables. 
Was that a thing? You'd go to like a, a cafe and like there, everyone would have a phone on the table? No. That was just fancy places. But what a party line was is you could have two conversations by accident. The mm-hmm. operator back then, you know, they used the... <clears throat> it was a different number of rings, right? Like if it rang once, it was for you. If it rang twice, it was for somebody else. No, three they times. do that now. Oh, really? But you could be on the phone with me and all of a sudden we'd be listening to another conversation mm-hmm. between two other parties, which is why they would call it a party line. Um, which was a mistake from the operator. She just crossed over the switches. I mean, that's how old we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you just learned something new too, Jane. Who'd have thunk? Now a party line. Now everything. Now here we are, how many years later? 45 married. 45 married, and this was... 50. Long before you were married that you met. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. That's truly only, amazing. And it only blows get, my mind. And it only gets better. Good. It, <laughs> That's it great. Do, it does. Yeah, I believe you. It, 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 I've it, never had a relationship that lasted longer than two weeks. That so. is not true. That's no, not true. No. Um, <laughs> and well, we have three grandkids. Which is fun. Oh, it's so much How old are your grand, grandchildren? Four, six, and three. Four months, and they were at our house a couple of weeks ago. The four and the six-year-old, and the four-year-old, three-year-old, daily, is playing in my bathroom, and he comes in and he says, "Nana, I need to come show you what nobody did." <laughs> Smart kid. <laughs> he drew on my makeup mirror with my eyebrow pencil. <laughs> so he says, "Look, nobody did that." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Get out of the mouth. Before you know it, he'll be shoplifting. <laughs> and having panic attacks. <laughs> and, he'll, and he'll tell the it policeman the nobody did it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's great. Amber, what's your version of this story? (laughs) (laughs) Of this story. uh, Any of these stories. Well, I think I may have talked about this already, but I was just, I was definitely a goody two-shoes innocent. Um, So in high school, my friends who were less goody two-shoes and innocent would exploit that. And they would do things like um, late at night after a party we would go to McDonald's and just say, hey, we were just here and you forgot to give us fries. But they'd always make me say it because I had a believable face. But I'd be like shaking. (laughs) How many times did you do that? I wasn't great at it. Because I I had some tells. I had some tells. (laughs) If you have the fear in you, it's Uh obvious that you're lying. Right. But I got the feeling that those girls did it every weekend. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, I feel like whenever you hear people talk about, oh, I slipped into this celebrity party or whatever, it's just because you assume a certain attitude right. and people are like, oh, okay. Well, and also I kind of got the feeling that some of those fast food workers knew what was going on but just didn't give a shit enough. They're not Ronald to, McDonald. To fight it, yeah. <laughs> They're not making a dime off every... <laughs> oh, there was a... Uh, at the campsite... We, oh, here we go with the goddamn campsite. No, no, no. It relates to just driving through something. There was a McDonald's at the campsite? <laughs> no. Okay, so when we got in late at night, there were... Um, it's a drive through campsite. <laughs> <laughs> that was great camping. <laughs> just in and out. Um, there were like... Yurts? Like check-in stations. Like She's a good audience, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Where the, You know, where... Um, 
they wouldn't let you pass till you talk to somebody. You know, uh, like a, a like a like a gate. That's the one I was looking. Check-in for. stations. <laughs> oh brother! There were. Uh, I blurfed out some going, language. <laughs> going somewhere, places, people. <laughs> anyway, when we got there late at night, all of them were just open, and no one was in those. Stations. Booths. 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 <laughs> and um, John Wilkes Booths. So when we went to leave to go wine tasting on Saturday, the guy kind of, we there were three cars of us going wine tasting, and the other two cars had come in at a time where they through the checking checked in, in and they had a like receipt or whatever, and so the guy was like, "Where's your receipt?" But it wasn't what he was asking because I got it. You know, we didn't have the receipt. Oh, we didn't know. We have to pay $10. That was the information he was trying to give. But he was instantly incredibly hostile. And, like, I love people like angry that. and, like, argumentative. And we were like, we just don't understand what's going Like, we're not arguing with you. We just don't know what's happening. Um, like, he was insinuating somehow that we were trying to like master criminal not paid ten dollars to park there but we were just like no no one was here when we came this is my job okay i know people like you and i didn't get laid last night well (laughs) and um we thought that like the stop talking about my life (laughs) we thought that the campsite included parking for everyone that's what somebody had said in one of the emails so drew who was driving just was like oh i i i was told that we didn't have to pay for this car and he just kept going, no, no, no. Instead of explaining what was going on, he was, like, yelling at her. And he, she was like, I'll give you freaking $10. Just, like, It's called customer service like a for a reason. But I also kind of got the feeling that people must be a dickhead to him all day long. Yeah. But it was... Well, Ranger Rick told us we could park here. It was so... Cartoonishly over the top, like hostile, right out of the gate, and and like it took too long. Like, can't we just give you ten dollars then? But then he was like printing out things and like typing, and it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. We just want to go wine. Tasting. I know. I blur flashed. Well, night. and Lampy was in the car behind oh, us, Lampy. and she got out of the car and was like, "What's he saying to you? What's what's going on?" And we're like, "Lampy, everything's fine. Like, you don't need to get in the mix." Have everyone yelling at each other, but um, who's named Lampy? Her name's Erin Lampart, but oh, okay. we call her Lampy. Okay. Lamps. Just loves lamps and works at lamps. But uh, but and yeah, she was a character in Beauty was, and the Beast. It was so <laughs> over the top, hostile that it was, it it wasn't even like scary or offensive. It was just hilarious. Like mm-hmm. we all pulled away, being like, "What was that?" deal. He like sits in the woods all day long and it's just like in the woods. people who pull up he's like oh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what happens when you go camping. That's why I don't go camping. It was it was really really weird. I need to segue. Do it. I forgot. I introduced myself with two husbands. Oh yeah. That's not true. No. There's only one person here that's it's your husband. It's one person in two mm. names. It's Frank and Jack. And it's the, the, the most incredible reason why. Yeah, I'm really curious to know. <laughs> when he was born, his mother wanted to name him Frank and his father wanted to name him Jack. So they didn't make a decision. They did a Rochambeau. And so his father called him Jack and his mother called him Frank. <laughs> Amazing. I met him as Frank. 
but he grew up in the, his father's locksmith shop, which we now own. And um, so in the shop, he was always Jack. And because that, that was where his father that's correct. reigned. That's correct. So yeah. to all the clients and everything at Flam's Lock and Key, he was Jack Flam. And then we bought the business from his father in 1980. And I had called him Frank up until then. We had already been married 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this and is 25 years ago. Yes. 35. 35. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. I failed arithmetic. Just <laughs> Not as geometry. an example, Sean would call and say, is Jack there? And I would say, he's on the phone. Can you hold for a moment? Right. And then I'd come back to Sean 60 seconds later and say, Frank is still on the phone. I didn't ask for Mixing Frank. up, right, right. I asked for Jack. Oh, oh it's the same person. <laughs> and so That's I finally diff- had to start calling him Jack. Because it was like getting insane. Yeah. So every roast, every birthday party we've ever had, the kids all got him. We have an uh, annual roast. You guys really have a roast? (laughs) Oh, for his fifty, for his fortieth, we had a roast. Oh, how fun! Yeah, and then we had Frank stuffed in one character and Jeffrey Ross killed. (laughs) (laughs) That was his first roast. But he integrated them. Uh He's integrated. He's he's Frank and Jack. Yeah. Uh He's not a split. So do you call him Jack now or Frank? Depends on who's in bed with me. I don't want to go any further down this way. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, my grandfather That's had the I same am. thing where his mother wanted to name him Charles. His fa- or I, I can't remember which one was which, but one of them wanted Charles. The other wanted Malcolm. So they named him Charles Malcolm. It, it was his mother because she called him Malcolm and he was Malcolm the rest of his life, even though his first name was actually Charles. Because his father mm. wanted to be Charles, but he never had the he never had the both names thing. Yeah, he had the both names. It was the thing where it was like, no, I, I mean, it, it seems so crazy to me that people would not be able to come to an agreement about something like that. But I guess there are people who are just like, no, talk about stubborn. I want what I want. Yeah, uh, and then there was a brief period in between when um, he went he, to he work by Malcolm for my uncle, <laughs> and he. Thought, oh my God, who names their kid with three syllables to begin with? Frank Jack Flam. So he had business cards up that said Frank Jackson. I never heard that. Yeah. Because he wanted him to have a two-syllable last name. Wanted him to have name. a two-syllable last name. Yeah. So didn't even ask him. So your name has been a arrived. thing your whole life. For other people. It's for other people. Right? Has it? It's never been confusing for you. <clears throat> well, it was. The only time it was confusing was the Social Security, when you're insured 65, uh, decided to send a note to my wife saying that uh, um, we don't have um, this person in our file, and uh, so we need to have proof that he's not... Frank Flam wasn't in the system. Frank was not there. <laughs> and so the first thing Vicky did was scream at me and said, how could you do this? I said, what do you think I was working for? I was working for my father. (laughs) My father called me Jack. I got the Social Security card, and I signed it Jack. Right. I didn't think about it. That was never a um, a thought in my mind. The good thing is if a detective is ever trying to track you down, say, in Solving Solvang, (laughs) they'd never be able to get your, they'd never be able to find you. They wouldn't be sure it was you, you know? Well, that's true, but. Is it Frank or Jack? (laughs) Sure. So the lady. We got to find out who stole that Danish. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so finally we got the uh, thing straightened away, but she looked at me and gave me such a look. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
After four hours, I didn't really need that look. Right. I said, I'm both. It's okay. Oh, and you then know? she said, I need your original birth certificate. Well, it was stamped. Mm-hmm. I mean, who has their original, original, original? Not me. Ray, the pizza guy, has his original Ray's. Oh, my God. That's nope. a New York reference. Nobody, nobody <laughs> even understands that. Oh, good for Ray. Jamie. Yeah. What's I'm... your version of this story? <laughs> I would like listeners uh, write a... in what you think the topic yeah, is. Not of that story, but of any story. What's your so version? My, my dad went to school one day. And, oh, uh, Jamie. I was, I mean, I, I want to get their take on Chucky, um, but I remembered another story. Chucky is a famous uh, story on this podcast. That's what I understand. People have made a video about it. It's just gone down in history. <laughs> um, but I was, it reminded me of another, of another time that I, I went to your aid for needing help. I don't think I've told this story, but I was jamming with my band in seventh grade. Um, <clears throat> I was on bass. Beatles cover band. It was the Beatles cover band. What, were, what was your name again? Revolution. Right. I forget every time, but it's good every time. It's I good... just already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but Revolution was having a jam sesh at the flam pad. And, um, <laughs> jam sesh at the flam pad. <laughs> and we, I was recording it on, on tape. And we just got this new puppy, Chucky. It was a, he was probably less than a year old at this point. And we're jamming. And then he got a hold of a pair of socks of mine. So Chucky has Chucky. my socks in his mouth. And so So you wrote a song called Chucky Has My Socks in His yeah. Mouth. And in the style of the Beatles. We performed it at Beatles. Chucky Fest has my socks <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so Beatles esque. I wanna hold your socks. <laughs> oh mom. Oh James. So um we're jamming, but I have to now. You know, get into a kind of a battle with the dog with Chucky to get my socks back. But are you still? No, I put my bass down at this point. Mm-hmm. And but we're going back and forth, and it's kind of a fun game. We both played it with a dog, where it's got like Tug a chew toy. And, um, but we're I'm going back and forth, and this all exists on audio tape somewhere. By the way, you kind of hear like I think it's in the Smithsonian, right? <laughs> it, is. it is in the music section. <laughs> um, and finally, after like three minutes of tug of war, and it, you that's you a hear, long time. It might have been a minute. I don't know. Um, you hear Mike and Gabe in the foreground, just like they're jamming, trying to work out some some licks. And uh, <laughs> you were such a musician. <laughs> some pretty tasty licks were happening. And uh, in the background, you're like, Chucky, give it, give it, Chucky, give it, give it. And then finally, you hear. It sounded like a like someone like cracking a whip, but it was basically. I get it out, and Chucky then just immediately, like, you know, an animal, he was not fully trained yet, just like an animal snaps my hand and just bites the fuck out of my head. I don't remember that. And so my... Language, my, please, Jamie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I get it from her. She, he got it from me. <laughs> but my, my hand, like right here um, on my thumb area, just wide open, bleeding everywhere. Like, it was a n- uh. really nasty cut in my hand. But then this, this, so this is all still on the tape recorder. I'm going to see if I can find it so I can put it in the You should desk. definitely do that. Yeah, because I don't believe this. I have proof. But then, so then you hear me like, you know, it gets quiet in the room. Mom! Well, <laughs> the other two guys just fainted. <laughs> Jamie still faints at the sight of his own blood. Does he? Mm-hmm. Actually, getting the IV, because I had to get a fucking oh, IV. You should have seen his face. We made it through, though. Yeah, we made it through. <laughs> um, Wait, he's getting we, defensive. Is that all of the doctor? 
Oh, when I broke my arm like uh, five years ago, I had like I dislocated my arm and they had to give me an IV um, for the pain. And they, it took like ten minutes of like trying veins and like, like you need to s- calm down, Jamie. Mm. They didn't say my name. They didn't know my name. Um, so I was impressed that I made it on one try last week. Anyway, so now, so Mike, Michael, just a just a tip on that. <clears throat> having had to have blood drawn a billion times, I just give him this because it just takes too long to You're get looking it at the right top of your hand. Top of my hand, yeah. I There's know a big vein right there. There is. I got them too. Mine aren't very prominent. <clears throat> sometimes very they are, and sometimes they aren't. Oh God! I had an IV put in my vein once, and they didn't know what they were doing, and it started burning, <laughs> and I started screaming, "I'm going to pull the sucker out!" And finally, a nurse came in, and because they like put it in the wrong way. No, she said, "Don't pull that sucker out." <laughs> Don't pull that sucker out. <laughs> <laughs> now we're turning this mother out. <laughs> Uh, so what happened, Jamie? So your Beatles so, cover band is devastated by their loss of bassist. Well, first of all, they're just silent. And then they're like, oh, shit. Like, this is bad. And then I'm like, guys, this is bad. This is really bad. You have to find this I tape know. and put it in the episode. And then you hear me, like, you know, go out, out of my bedroom. And my parents' bedroom is, like, you know, right across the hall. So you hear me, like, knocking in the background. Now you hear Michael and Gabe kind of, like, giggling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just nervous tension. Yeah, it was like, oh shit, man. (laughs) And you hear me knocking on your door saying, Mom, Mom, I'm hurt. Your door was locked, by the way. Uh oh. That was like a Friday night. Was it Jack or That was Jack. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm blushing. (laughs) Um, Amber, please. (laughs) And then. I said, Chucky bit me. And then, um, Frank, <laughs> Jamie's cover band is coming over. <laughs> Jack, let's go upstairs. <laughs> They're playing Revolution. <laughs> um, oh, let me hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you came in second. Jack, what's up? You came in second when you went to the um, Beetle Fest. We did come in second place. You sure did. They did. To a bunch in, of much older kids. Much older. Yes. In yeah. spite of uh, having a mangled Standing hand. Standing ovations. Yeah, that's pretty much the story. But then you hear me like, going in the bathroom, and then like, you guys finally come out of the bathroom, and you're helping me find band-aids and shit. Stitches? I don't... No? What, you don't, I don't know if they're stitches. Rabies shot? I did have to get some tetanus. You did? No. Did no? you think he had his shots? I don't know. But anyway, so that after that, Chucky, we had to take him. We had to get a trainer. Wait. Oh, is that when we got the no, trainer? No, we got the trainer after he bit your father. Oh, that was the yeah. second bite. He bites oh. Jamie. It's okay. That, that's <laughs> understandable. I think this was a whole dream sequence that happened. You don't believe this happened? I don't remember. Well, it definitely happened. So yeah, then I, there was a second bite, and then it exists on tape. Well, the trainer said, "Did, did was Chucky going after?" After his hand or after the object? And he said he was going after the object. She said then he's trainable. Right. And it was the best thing that ever happened because we ended up with the most incredibly trained job in the whole world, dog in the whole world. Mm-hmm. He had a really flat butt, and Chucky would sit up. Nice. And, and, he, and, he, would, and he would sit up for what, Jamie, 15 minutes at a time, and people would realize, <laughs> turn around, he's still sitting up on all four. Aww. So he was really well trained. Really well trained. Yeah. yeah. Until a fateful day. <laughs> Let's oh, God. Not get into that. Oh. 
Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will be back in a moment with a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still thinking about how inappropriate it is to say nice. But <laughs> flat butt dog. dog with a flat butt. <laughs> I want to take these home. I can actually hear in here. They, they really were. <laughs> Was that me? I don't know who it was. I think it was my mom. We have that problem in the writer's room all the time where we're sitting around quietly thinking about something and then somebody's stomach just goes, oi, 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 oi. And it's really funny every time. Uh, We've come to a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with me. Devil with me. Um, It's... Here's what I'm going to say. I was reading today about something. I don't even remember what. And I read about a, I don't know what it was. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. No, no, no. It was about, it was about uh, you know what it was? It was about uh, people exercising, like continuing to exercise. Because, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying, but I've been going back something and forth. Something you're struggling yes, with. Yes, yes. And it was something about in, I don't know if it was in therapy or in sociology or some kind of thing that ends in a Y, but they talk about (laughs) dividing your thought or like thinking of your brain or thinking of yourself as three different. I'm really not articulating this well. A Frank. A Jack Jack Jack. and a Flam. (laughs) No, no, no. Three different ways to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. One is as the critic, you know, I'm an idiot for not doing this. It's so stupid that I'm not doing this, you know, all this stuff. One is as the criticized. How do you receive that thought? How do you feel when you tell not yourself great. that, right? The third thing is think of yourself as a compassionate mediator between those two things. In other words, mm-hmm. don't ignore the criticism, but feel like there's a way to express it that is healthy and and helpful, and then accept the criticism in a way that is going to make you feel better and be better. And I think if I had to pick one of those three that I have not tried hard enough to be as myself, it is the critic. No, I'm kidding. It's the, <laughs> interesting. It's the, the compassion. I'm going to be harder on myself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's been the one. I problem. don't have enough self-talk about hatred and disgust. Uh, no, the compassionate mediator and saying yeah. like it's okay. Another thing I was reading was about not using the word mistake anymore. Like I didn't make mm. a mistake, and I forget, of course, what word they said to use. But Fail. it's like. Not fail, no. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the worst, you'll never make it. Right, uh, right. <laughs> no, but every time you do that, if you think about it, it's a learning opportunity. Yes. You know, I mean, I, and it goes back to something a stand-up told me a long time ago, which is bombing is just another word for learning. Mm. But anyway, th- the point is I am making a decision to make a conscious effort to be more of the compassionate mediator and see... If that's helpful. No, I'm in total support of that. Thank this you. is something that I learned recently, mm-hmm. that the difference between gu- guilt and shame, mm-hmm. guilt, well, shame is I just spilled this water bottle. I'm so stupid. Mm-hmm. 
And guilt is... I just spilled this water bottle. I am so wasteful. No, I just spilled this. <laughs> I just drought. spilled this water bottle. I probably shouldn't have placed it so close to the edge uh-huh. or whatever. And so one is. Uh, By the way, please stop spilling water bottles. Just to I make a point. will not make that promise. <laughs> um, that shame is like you based, like, and guilt is behavior based, and that they have. Exact inverse. You based like the UN? Yeah. <laughs> no, they have exact inverse, um, like effect on your life. Mm-hmm. Guilt is actually a positive force for change, and shame does the opposite. You're like, I'm, I'm an idiot, and you just kind of continue being an idiot. But guilt right. is like, oh, I should have gone for a run. Right. The next day you might go for a run if you mm-hmm. don't frame it as I'm a lazy fuck. I should have gone. That's for a, a lot run. of what this was talking no, about. No, that's why I brought yeah, it up. Yeah. It's very similar. It was like it, people start to exercise and then they f- don't for once, and then they go. Well, I guess I'm I never, lazy. I yeah. suck. I'm never going to be able to right. do this. Instead of just being like, hey, of saying, I did well, I missed today. a day, yeah. and I'll do it again tomorrow. It sounds you know? so simple, but it's so right. difficult. And same yeah. thing with dieting. It's like I, I, you know, I missed a day. Or writing. I might or as anything. well just miss a week or a yeah. month or a year or I ten years or I whatever. It's all addictive discussion. <laughs> what you're talking about is the lack of moderation. Mm-hmm. That's the theme of this podcast. The lack of moderation episode. But they, <laughs> according to this researcher, people with high levels of that guilt or they... The Fuck that researcher. <laughs> no, this researcher is incredible. No, guilt is the most unproductive emotion that there is. No, 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 no. Yes, That's shame. Shame is the most unproductive. Both of them. They're different. I think she's making a valid point. No, having this conscience. That's guilt. But guilt is unproductive. I'm telling you it's not. People will try to guilt you over stuff. Well, not, not people, not other people. You, oh, internally. And that's my parting shot to you. Because basically what you just... You're talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to Sean. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot. This is the radio. Um, what you're saying is... I said something to Jamie the other day. The compassionate mediator is... Separating yourself from yourself, become your own observer. Mm. Okay, and if you had t- if you had a friend standing in front of you, what would they say to you? Mm-hmm. What would you Can say you to say them? that to yeah. yourself? Right. And that's why you have to stand outside of yourself and look in. And that's by the way, the I'm watching this conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> and that's the compassionate mediator. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a great way to put it. Um. All right, Amber. Okay, I got two quick things. One, Wednesday is my midterm. In Dance? My, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. What happens if you fail? I... Go to Inglewood and take it again? <laughs> yes, I have to take dance summer school. Mm-hmm. Um, dance but summer school. That could lead to shoplifting. Watch out. <laughs> um, but it's it's... It's funny, A, that we're already halfway through the semester, yes. and and everyone in class is kind of freaked out. I mean, I guess a midterm is just kind of a freaky thing. We're being tested on the routine we've been working on, and then she's gonna t- the second half is she's just going to teach us something that day, that, and we'll be tested on that. You, this is the routine that you were chosen to show the whole class? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, no. But... Um, <clears throat> 
So I'm excited about that, and I keep making jokes about like I'm gonna have to pull an all-nighter cramming mm-hmm. for my. How do you cram for a dance final? That's the funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> you cramp for it. Um, and the second thing is. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but somehow camping, I was reminded of the story, and it made me laugh so hard, and I wanted to share it again. It's just fun to talk about. You know those instances where you're not supposed to be laughing, and that's, of course, when you'll laugh the hardest? And I went to my friend's play. It was in a black box theater, so it's like a smallish theater. We're in the front row. You know, <laughs> music's playing. <laughs> it's... <laughs> This is one of those times you're not supposed to be laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, the lights go out. The lights come up. It's a guy in a spotlight sitting at a desk facing the audience, and he's, like, working. It's it's an office scene. Lights come up. He works for a little bit, and then... He looks directly at the audience and goes, I hate my job. And I was done. I was laughing so hard. There was tears rolling down. And it was not supposed to be that funny. There was just something so absurd about having that be the first line and be like, "Mm, I wonder how he feels about his job. Like, it was just so on the nose. The fact that he was scowling, too. Like, I hate my job. Where was this production? It was like on Santa Monica Boulevard somewhere. Oh, so it was an actual theater company. Yeah. That's funny. And but it was one of those things like it was if I could have just like laughed like, huh, that was a silly like if I was watching it on TV, I could have been like I probably would have laughed and thought that was just like an absurd thing. But because I was in this dark room and I had to kind of get myself together, I kept thinking about, I and hate was, my job. And this was Macbeth, one of the great <laughs> No, that's the famous first line, yeah. is I hate my job. <laughs> Play on, Mac- Macduff. <laughs> and so I was just, I was cry laughing through uh-huh. almost the entire, but it got to the point where the guy who played that office worker, when he would come on stage, he would like, play towards me like he got a kick out of it mm. i wanted to be like no like i'm not laughing for the right reason right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like at intermission i had to go splash water on my face like i was not okay were you just like oh so <sighs> blurfing <laughs> no 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 i wasn't blurfing but just the idea that somebody was like i'm gonna write a play how should it start? I mean, my name is William Shakespeare, after all, and I love my job. Oh, that's it. I hate my job. Just, like, not not letting the audience pick up on how people feel, just, right, like, right. spelling it out. I, don't I feel know. like for any play, I don't. not that I see that many plays, right. but any dramatic play situation where you're not supposed to laugh, I'm going to laugh, too. Oh, well, and I think the weirdest things are funny, and then I get in double trouble because I'm laughing at the fact that nobody else thinks this is funny. Oh, I went to a play in North Hollywood, <laughs> the, probably the last play I went to, and um, it was like a friend of a friend was in this thing, and I went with my girlfriend at the time, and um, it Hello. just opened up, and it was like in an AIDS clinic. <sighs> I was like, <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> no, like, of course That's inappropriate. Fucking... No, but there is something about, we were, ugh, there is something the about, like, white people who've always had like, have experienced no pain, like, writing plays, like, 
AIDS, racism. <laughs> like, where it's just like you're trying so hard to tap into pain that you haven't felt. Yeah. I don't know. I went, it's I forced. saw, um, at the Pantages, I saw... Uh, Book of Mormon. I and saw I just, it with you. That's true. I, laugh. <laughs> I could not stop laughing the whole time. Oh, we took Jamie. Remember? I do. We, uh, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it's very funny. So it was okay for me to be laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was about AIDS, kind of. But we didn't sit together, Amber, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Let's do it went, again. I went back again and really? saw it. Really? Yeah. I might go see Newsies. Ugh. Um, Mr. Flam, do you have a, a parting shot for us? Yes, thank you for inviting us. It, it's really That's interesting to see how this podcast works and how you work off of each other and all the different parts that you play. It makes it uh, much more interesting the next time I listen to you. And you know, you'll have a you'll have an image in your head of what's going on. Blarf, yeah, you're the sweetest. Thank you for having. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, that was very nice of you to say all that. Yeah. And Mrs. Flam, you said your parting shot was to me. Is that does that count as your parting shot, or do you have another one? No, I have one more. Great. And, I knew you would. That's and, why I went and, to it. And this is to Amber because I can't, for the rest of my life, all I'm going to think of now is a blurfiert. <laughs> blurfiert. <laughs> and we sit in blurfiert. Uh, Jamie, parting shot. My parting shot is on Saturday. Um, Decided I want to go see a movie with my parents and my mom. Oh, right. Your panic attack was on, like, Thursday. Yeah. So I was like, wait, while you were having a panic <laughs> Sorry. So I'm getting my EKG, and I'm like, we got to catch a We flick. should see the new Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom picked a movie, and um, she's like, oh, it's got uh, Colin Firth. It's about, like, a CIA agent uh, in training. Like, it was, like, a dramatic film, and, like, and it sounded pretty good. And I was like, yeah, let's see it. And it was straight up, like, Marvel. It was called, like, Kingsman. Like Kingsman. Like, the most blockbustery thing. Definitely, like, I had fun watch. It was, it was a good, fun watch. But, like... You guys hated it? It just was <laughs> not their it? style. Like, no, I loved it. Oh, you did? Sure. It was, it was a good romp. But just not something we would typically go... It wasn't see. what you It wasn't expected. what we expected. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colin Firth isn't usually in No, that's what I said movies. to Jamie. I said this was so unlike Colin Firth. Are yeah. you guys movie people? Do you like going to the movies? Uh, yeah, but they don't have a lot of good ones these days. No. Well, we don't. watched Whiplash on on TV. On that's a good one. That was good. Did like Whiplash? Did it's intense. That? That's like a, did not. Yeah. That's like panic attack inducing. Maybe watch that. Yeah. Well, like in life, you know, everything that comes up, everything I've watched, every episode of Mad Men I've I've watched in the last week has been like, oh, yep. Um, Draper's going through the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Art reflecting life, as yep. all the best art does. It's a human condition. Like the famous Macbeth's I hate my job. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> Tis yonder the forest of Dunsinane. I wish I was not an office drone. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, okay, so then um, I'm going to ask each of you. Do you have a nugget of wisdom, some sort of guiding principle um, that you can impart to us? You've already done that, but if you have a couple more between the two of you. Oh, my gosh. Um, stay Ooh. in the present. Hmm. That's oh. a good one. Um, Don't invent time travel. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's a book 
there's a book called The Power of Now, which is like a holy Bible because you always go back to it. But I just love it because it talks about living in psychological time uh, versus, um, what is it? Psychological time versus... Uh, Prehistoric time? <laughs> <laughs> the Mesozoic but, era? But one, one year you're, you're in, the, in, the, in the fear of the future. The other one is the... Shame of the past. Shame of the past. And neither of them puts you in real time. Mm. And when you're in real time, you can be grateful. Um, you can uh, be present for those around you. Um, uh, and, um, uh, and you can make a marriage last 45 years. Aww. That's great. Yeah, I, I feel like I have a real hard time with that. I'm very aware of the fact that I have a difficult time. And that's why I always say that I love improvising because that's the most say, in yeah. the moment that I ever feel. Like I don't think about anything but what's going on right now, you know? And it's a good feeling. What? I took improv. Jimmy had me take it at the age of 50, and it was long form. Mm -hmm. And I did it to keep my brain active. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can even do this on a podcast because it's a visual. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she took a full class, and there was a, a, a student performance. This I can see West you Side. being really good at it. Oh. Well, um, we had to perform, and it scared the hell out of me, so I didn't invite anybody except for Frank. And or Jack. Or Jack. Just Jack, Frank there. Jack, just they Frank. Were, they, were, they were both This was there. out in public, so it was just Frank. And I was so afraid of what topic the audience was going to choose. And when they went potty mouth, I went, yes, I can do potty mouth. But, but in this class, though, they had two people at a time go up on the stage and sit on these, like, carpeted boxes. I remember those things, yeah. And they told us uh, to milk a cow. And I wasn't looking at the guy next to me, and I'm sitting there going like this. Mm -hmm. She's milking it horizontally. Oh. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I'm milking it diagonally. You're moving your arm back and forth rapidly in yeah. a yanking motion. <laughs> and I had no idea why everybody was, everybody was laughing so hard. They couldn't, the teacher was laughing so hard he couldn't stop to tell me to stop, and I didn't know what I was doing, except for somebody yelled out from the class, can I be your cow? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. The beauty of improv. The beauty yes. of improv, yes. And, Dad, do you have a, a nugget of wisdom? <laughs> uh, actually, uh, life goes so by so fast that you don't realize it, and all of a sudden you keep on turning around and seeing things that went by you so quickly that you didn't realize them. And it's if you can slow it down, you'll enjoy all those moments that now you look back and try and figure out what did happen and why did I miss those things. I might be alone on that, but it's... Well, like, how do you do that? Power of now. Power of you now. see... These guys turn me on to all my um, hippie uh, self-help stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why he almost had a heart attack. 
<laughs> I didn't almost have a heart attack. It was all he was too in the now. <laughs> <laughs> or he was trying really like he was like, had I'm a lot actually, of pressure like to be opposite, present. Yeah, the opposite of that is actually true. Right, it's that you were worried about so many different things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Flams, thank you so much for being oh my here. God. Thank it you was a joy us. to have us on the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Flam is shaking my hand right now. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And this has been The Long Shot. Follow us on Twitter, at Long Shot Podcast. Uh, go to the All Things Comedy Network. Jamie Flam on Twitter is at Jamie Flam. Amber is at Amber underscore Kenny. I am at Sean Conroy. We will see you next time on The Long Shot. <laughs> For past and future episodes of the Longshot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com.